Who's ready for a fun podcast? I am. Let me just, uh, let me hook up the VCR real quick. My top loading uh, VCR. Here we go. Yeah. Want to see it? Folks, here we go. Cruel to Rewind. Episode three. We made it three deep. This is very exciting. I feel very accomplished as a podcaster. Uh. Dig it. Thank you, I will. Wow. Three episodes deep. Who'd have thunk we'd make it this far? People keep doubting us, but I mean, what? Who's doubting us? All kinds of haters on the internet are just Ugh. doubting us. Out of our 24 followers? Out, there's like, tw- like 20 of them are haters. Ugh. But keep, Jerks. keep doubting us and, you know, watch how high we climb and how far we fly. That's that's all I know. Uh, I am Jeff. I'm Angie. We are your hosts on this exciting husband and wife podcasting experience. Cruel to rewind. We look at the movies we loved growing up and give the people we love now a chance to watch and possibly ruin them. That's a correct description <laughs> of our podcast. That is Correct. <laughs> Thank you for uh, backing me up on that. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for today's episode. Me too. This was a fun one. This was a fun one. So how are you feeling this week in quarantine, Jeff? You know, not bad. We got plenty of toilet paper. We got LaCroix. I don't oh, know. don't buy the Costco brand of sparkling water. Kirkland brand, yeah. Kirkland. It's... it's Due to feces, for sure. It tastes like you You got it correct. You said it tastes like Skittles. So the flavor, lime, lemon, grapefruit are very artificial tasting. Like, don't get me wrong. I love candy, but yeah. I want those natural flavors. Yeah. LaCroix knows how to achieve uh, maximum flavor capacity, and it's delicious. Um, so as long as you have toilet paper and LaCroix, you're, you're in good shape. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all you need. To make it through this. But yeah, this was the first week. This week I've sort of settled into a feeling of normalcy. I don't know about you, but like. Yeah. It only took five weeks. It's it's Groundhog Day like. It is. Days are <laughs> blending together. Yeah. Um, hopefully listening to us drone on in some way helps you get through this. Yes. Uh, really us helps. recording it helps break up the time. Oh my so gosh. please indulge with us. Having a project to work on is a godsend right now, and we we appreciate you listening. So stick around, see what happens. Um, I'll tell you one thing that's keeping me going. Mm-hmm. Tell me is Community. Oh. Uh, the NBC series Community is streaming the Dan Harmon, uh, uh, Dan Harmon written project Community. I missed it the first time around. Somehow. Me too. 
I re- when I was looking up when it was on the air, I think, and they they make fun of it on the show multiple times. We're in we're about halfway through the series. And I think I was probably watching Glee while this was on. And (laughs) they like to make fun of it a little bit, which is really fun to watch that now. They do. They do. And I I completely understand that impulse to make fun of it. I was not a fan of Glee. I mean, it's not for me. So why even comment on it? But But it's been so fun to watch. I always, I wanted to start a new show during all of this, something that's, been on for a bunch of seasons that I just happened to miss or just didn't grab onto when it was on. And I was going to a lot of HBO shows like Sopranos, Game of Thrones, and I just, that just wasn't really what I wanted to do. And then Community, I don't know how long it's been on Netflix, but I just noticed it a few couple weeks ago and it has just been a treat. It's a treat. It's it's one of the most deeply conceptual comedies I can imagine. And it's creeping its way into my top five. Maybe we'll write a top five clickbait article that everyone can click on and read. Yes. Published to no website because we don't have that yet, but mm-hmm. but maybe soon. Yeah. But yeah, it's creeping into that top five. It's it, And here's here's why it's giving me hope during this uh, pandemic. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, the name Jeff has gone through... <laughs> assorted history. When I was in high school, I think it was kind of a cool name. Like I, there was a hunky like soccer player named Jeff in my class. And I, I like Jeff was sort of a cool name at the time. Sure. But as time has gone on, it's, it's, it's become. It's the new Gary. Yes. It's, it's a comedy name. It's Mm -hmm. a placeholder name. If, if a comedian or screenwriter is making a joke and they need a random guy's name, Chances are good, like 30% chance it's going to be Jeff yep. in this current climate. What kind of name is Jeff? Ew. Just how Brenda, Diane, Karen. Yeah. For female names, Gary was a big one. Yes. And it has made a turn to Jeff. And I just, it warms my heart. And I get it. It's <laughs> it's sort of a... Jeff? It's the name of a soft, un, it's a soft, unassuming somehow Midwestern sort of a name. Jeff. There's who's that over there? It's Jeff. Jeff's uh Jeff scrapbooking over there. I don't know why Jeff is scrapbooking, but Jeff Jeff um, would scrapbook now. Yeah. He's not playing soccer. Today's today's Jeff could might could scrapbook. But Jeff Winger. Yeah. On community. He was a cool guy. Stud, cool, just Hi, intelligent, hyperverbal. High fashion. Yeah. Jeff you're the cool guy, okay? So maybe the name Jeff will see a resurgence. So yes, community is one of the things keeping us from jumping out a window. <laughs> I did have some follow-up Braveheart yes. thoughts. Yes, can I, can I please, can I start? Absolutely, please, 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 please. I would like to apologize for disrespecting the berries and cream man. <laughs> I call them berries and cream Skittles. Shit. When they are, in fact, Starburst. Mm-hmm. And I apologize for disrespecting him. We apologize as a, as a combined broadcasting team, yes. as a unit, as an institution. We apologize. I mean, but was it a mistake or just a ploy 
for another excuse to play the commercial go. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. It's fun. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. There you go. I apologize, but really, you're welcome. I am, sure. Yeah, we don't. We any chance we get to play that, we're gonna play it. That's that's gonna be a staple of the show. Just like Braveheart Man going out the window. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see which drops have staying power mm-hmm. as we continue. Yes, as a broadcasting uh, institution, staple of internet radio talk. Yeah, and 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 going further into Braveheart. I did have some follow-up thoughts. I I forgot to mention that we didn't even finish it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. I think, did I fall asleep or? I think you probably did. I think I fell asleep and I woke up and I was like, oh, how did it end? And I've. It was like the last 15 minutes. It was so close. Yeah, we we were close. I've seen it enough. I've seen the torture scene enough. I'm, I'm hyper aware of Mel Gibson and his need to put his characters through obscene amounts of abuse and torture. It's just, it's, it's almost, I mean, it's not hostile level like torture porn, but he loves to put his characters through the, the ringer. And I don't know what sort of mental complex that speaks to, but I'd seen the torture scene enough. Didn't really enjoy it. Uh, and you know what? I'll skip to the end. And I also want to clarify that I'm in no way suggesting that Braveheart is a bad movie in any conceivable way. It's a good movie that I'm retiring after it's run its course for me personally. Mm-hmm. And that's what the show is about. Our personal experiences. With you got movies. closure with it. I got closure. Maybe we can find some friends drops to put in. And that's what I call closure. Yes. Throws Thank the phone you. into the glass of wine. In the wine. Who needs it? Who, Who needs the drop? Needs I can tell it. You. Yeah, we got got a regular uh, Jennifer Aniston over here. <laughs> um, I forgot how great Brian Cox is as Uncle Argyle. It gives me, uh, it still gives me chills uh, seeing him perform. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, I love that, Brian Cox. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know about him too much until watching Succession. Yeah, it's fun. So when he sh- popped up, I was excited, but he's not in it very long, so he's kind of in and out. Terrific, yeah. and. Uh, I love when he whips the sword out and says, you know, learn to use this and I'll teach you to use this. And then um, when he's sopping up that stew with the bread, I always want to eat what he's eating, even though it looks like, you know, medieval times mush. Thank you. 13th century, 12th century mush, which was a a culinary staple at the time. Mush. Uh, what else? What else? Can we get over Braveheart, please? We already threw it out the window. I know. <laughs> uh, one more embarrassing story for Braveheart. Oh, please. There's an embarrassing story. Maybe I should have led with this. So I was so taken with Scottish culture or what I thought was Scottish culture and so taken with the idea of William Wallace uh, and just the accent I thought was cool. I just, I was enamored with Scottish culture or what was my limited understanding at the time. I wrote a letter of intent to the university of Michigan about how, when you think differently or take a stand metaphorically, you're putting on the kilt. Who did, who did you send this to? Like when you dare to be different, you're putting on the kilt. And 
an English teacher of mine, honors English teacher, looked at this thing and approved it. <laughs> Shame on her. But where did it go? Who did it go to? I don't know. It's the the Mr. University of Michigan? Mr. Michigan University, <laughs> Dean of Admissions <laughs> University. Yeah. It just but you know what? I went to Michigan State and met the best friends I'll ever make. So let's get on with the show. Very excited to share this movie with you. It just makes me want to dance. And I think you'll uh, see why. So this episode is another one of my picks. And brainstorming this show, it ended up on the list immediately for one of the first movies that we needed to do. It's called Center Stage. It is from 2000. So to paint you a picture, I was 14. I was in dance class for five or six years at that point. So this movie comes out. I don't remember seeing it for the first time, but I'm going to assume I was with my friends who were also in dance class. Yeah. Probably at the AMC Outer Six at the Meridian Mall in Okemos, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had to guess, but I, I really don't remember seeing it for the first time. But it was just, you know, it's about these young dancers who try to make it as professional dancers in New York City. So Jody Sawyer, she's the main character. She gets accepted into the American Ballet Academy, which actually is fictional. I think it's based oh. off of the... Joffrey Ballet School or the New York City Ballet or something. Just a big deal. It's where you go. I think it's like, or maybe Juilliard. Maybe it's like the Juilliard. I don't know. I am, sure. Whatever. But she goes (laughs) to New York City. She gets into this school. So she wants to make it as a professional dancer. And she's got two roommates, Eva and Maureen. So all three of them face all these problems. Jody doesn't have the, quote, ideal body for dancing. Bad feet. Eva doesn't have the right attitude Mm-mm. and Maureen doesn't have the heart. So it the whole the movie follows these three roommates and their friends and they just go throughout the whole semester of school all working towards the very end of this big performance to get selected to be in a dance company which takes you from a student to a professional dancer. Wow. So that about sums it up. Let's wow. roll the trailer. What's your name, dear? Jody Sawyer. You need to concentrate on your turnout. Does that help? Probably not, but it doesn't hurt. How'd you end up a dancer anyway, Charlie? You meet better looking girls in the dance world. Girls. Than girls. Yeah, just ask her. You're not like most of the girls here. Your technique is nowhere near where it should be. What? You went to a special bitch academy or something? Jody's helpless. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Use what you have. We all heard you. You don't have to speak to her like that. <laughs> this is my classroom. Are you kicking me out? I want you to really think. This is the right place for you. Yes. Do you oh. have a 5.30 class? What kind would you like? Anything but ballet. Let's do it! <laughs> You're not here by mistake. Someone at your audition watched you dance and saw something special. What you gotta do is figure out how to find that again. Oh. It's your dreams, your dreams. If this were what I wanted, I, I wouldn't be as unhappy. You two dance really well together. How come you're not seeing someone? I see really someone. Good. She doesn't see know I see her, but I see her. I just like the way you dance. Do you think I'm an 
idiot for getting involved with him. I think he's an idiot for not treating you well. I agree. Whatever you feel, just dance. Just dance. Aren't you excited? It's think he doesn't treat you well. <laughs> Sounds like he's got cotton balls in his mouth or something. Oh. I don't know. Oh, man. I'm very excited. Yeah. So again, <laughs> 14, 15. And this is a movie that I have watched a few times over the years. So I, I, I remember exactly how it goes. So a little, a little different than big business. Yeah. So we've heard that fantastic trailer full of beautiful turn of the century uh, musical numbers mm-hmm. and cotton ball filled mouths speaking. Um, do you remember the first time you saw this? No, film? no. I, I, I'm assuming again that I took a trip to the Meridian Mall and saw it with friends, but I really don't remember the first time I saw it. But I just remember watching it multiple times from when I saw it in high school, all through college and beyond. I know what a huge part of your life dance was at one time. Mm -hmm. So I I can just picture you gathering around with your friends, digging on these hunks Mm. that I presume are in the movie based on the movie poster. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Looks like some real early 2000s hunks in this. Uh, Do you have a favorite scene? Yes. That sticks out? Okay. It was hard to pick one. But the one that I think sticks out the most is, so obviously Jody, you can tell from the trailer, she's having a tough time Yeah, really tough. in her dance classes. Yeah. So at one point in the movie, she's like, screw it. I'm going to go take a non-American Ballet Academy dance class. So she heads, she heads, I think downtown. I'm guessing they're like in the village area or something just by like the gringiness they, they, mm-hmm. per, um, they show in the scene. But she goes to this dance class and it's just kind of like raw and gritty and it just, it, it perfectly sums up just how I, you know, you feel when you start a dance class, you're kind of loosening up and, you know, the teacher like blasts a fun song and you start getting warmed up and start to get a little sweaty because you're getting ready for dance class. And it always just makes me, it's the scene that makes me miss dancing the most. Oh, I'm like, wow. oh, it's so fun. So it was just fun. It. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it always brings up a good memory. Um, and they start playing the hit song Candy by Mandy Moore. And I still think it's one of the greatest pop songs, you know, behind Britney Spears, but still. That's fair. Let's do it! Here's a sample. It's just like... Mm. Loosen up. You know, it's just... Bring it out! Pick it up. Let's start with the usual warm-up. Up five, six, seven, eight. I want to be in that room so bad. But yeah, you just start warming up, moving your head, moving your hips. Let's get ready. Can't wait to Let's watch dance. This. I love it. Right shoulder. Listen up. Left shoulder. But I still love this song. It's still a great pop song. You made it. All right. Alternate. Yeah, it's objectively. Like, it's catchy. Still, it's a good pop song. 
Yeah. So that is, uh, I, that's one of my favorite scenes. That's great. That's great. Um, Pumps me up. I can see that. I, uh, that's why I'm eager to watch this. Cause I know it's a pump up movie for you. I've heard mm-hmm. you talk about it before. Um, is, I gotta go find a dance class. Yeah, you do. Yeah. At the community I've been saying center. that for like 15 years. Really? Yeah. Maybe you should, you got rhythm. I've seen it. You got rhythm. You got really good rhythm. Um, so obviously we've alluded to your love of dance and your involvement with dancing as mm-hmm. a kid. Are there any other specific reasons why this is a childhood favorite? I think it was just very exciting. You're in dance class and you're watching this movie. These kids going to New York City. Again, I don't know. The New York City thing just is uh, my jam, I guess. But um, I think the music in this movie is really fun. So you'll see at the very end the the one of the final performances isn't your standard ballet music. Mm. It's like funky, exciting music by Jamiroquai. There's a few songs. Not too funky, I hope. No, not too funky. It's, you know, but I just, I just thought it was really fun. It just pumps me up. Okay. Yeah. And, well, I'm going to save this until after you watch it. There's another reason why I really love this movie. And I think I'll probably make it really obvious when we're watching it together, but we'll talk about it afterwards. Well, without further ado, let's watch Center Stage. In the middle, number 15. Not enough turnout. Bad feet. Flower tones. But look at her. She's just a cosmic. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. That, uh, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Really? Good. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> maybe not for the reasons the filmmakers intended, but I did find enjoyment. But that I'm, is one of the reasons why I enjoy it as well. I'm, I think we'll find some common ground. I'm showing my hand maybe too early, but uh, <laughs> boy. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, so we just watched the movie. Yeah. I want to hear your overall thoughts first. Okay. So at first, my overwhelming thought was, good God, this movie is not for me. How am I going to get through this? (laughs) Yeah, it was really weird putting it on and you being right there next to me and not not being around girlfriends. Right. I hope. Like, this is weird. I hope that I wasn't radiating any sort of judgment while we watched but no uh oh good so for a while i thought this is going right through me i don't know what to do with this um several times i i thought it was going to be like an early 2000s saturday night fever Mm -hmm. um that's sort of what it was shaping up to be in those early scenes but um it it did not turn out to be that way it does not have a tragic turn like saturday night fever has at the end um, again and again, we are presented with what we are led to believe are hunks. And I'm here to tell you, they're not. 
hunks. Yeah. Not by my standards. I noticed, you know, as an older adult now, I noticed a guy who I just completely disregarded as the hunkiest guy in the movie. I just noticed it. The Paul right. Rudd lookalike. There's a Paul Rudd lookalike who is not a dancer. He's he's what, like a med student? Yeah. Um, and yes, he's the most handsome man in the movie. He is. The bad boy, what what's his name? Him. Cooper? Cooper Nielsen. Cooper Nielsen. He looks like, uh, he looks like an emaciated, a like a what? A bird. Like a bird. Yes, absolutely. Like a bird, like an emaciated Wayne Gretzky. Uh, <laughs> this is not a sports podcast and I am not. I know who that is though. Right. But bird-like features. Yeah. If Wayne Gretzky never worked out, although this guy, you know, dancers are buff, but a very svelte, yeah. minuscule, wimpy weenie. Wayne Gretzky, that's what he looked like to me. He shows up in the movie the first time you see him. He's in a leather jacket on a motorcycle and you're just, I don't know. But in my defense, I never thought he was a hunk. I understand. From the first time I saw it, I was like, nope, not for me. Incorrect. Not acceptable as a hunk or a bad boy. I'm sorry. No. Leather jackets and motorcycles were still accepted as stand-ins for a personality and uh, he's bringing them all out of the gate real early <laughs> yeah. in the film. Um, Zoe Saldana's film debut, right? That was interesting. Yeah, uh-huh. it was her first one. She's got she's got an interesting um, Latin accent that sort of comes and goes. I think this might be some of it. You're living with Maureen? That's a Russian dude. <laughs> well, good luck. Big time, bitch. Big time, bitch. Biggest time. And of course, she has the best technique in the school. She was here since she was nine. Okay, so <laughs> that clip featured a Russian dude. Yeah. Uh, so that's on me. But uh, why? Why? Why in God's name? Why? <laughs> Trust. Take my word for it that in some scenes she has what appears to be a Latin accent, and in others, it's gone. It's gone. So do you want to let's let's talk about all the hunks first? Okay, please. Okay. So we talked about Cooper. He's the worst. I don't give a shit what you want. Whoa. You're a dancer. Period. Do what I want. If you're not going to do that, what the hell are you doing here? What are you doing here? That's, that's, that's just acting. a taste. That's acting. It's just a taste of Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's the worst. Um, just really horrible line reads. He makes me a little uncomfortable sometimes because he just creeps me out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been a constant Ever since the first time I saw it. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good to know. <laughs> but we can talk about Charlie. Yeah. Now, Charlie was the the nice guy, you know. Oh. Yeah. And uh, yes, my friends and I swooned over him mm. for sure. Whatever you feel, just dance it. Uh, just dance oh, it. Oh, vocal fries. Uh. Make yes. me uh excited. I feel a little icky now. I'm just like, <laughs> ugh. He's, but, a, he's a tall drink of white bread. <laughs> but uh, but I overlooked Jim, the, you know, like we said, the Paul Rudd Jim. lookalike. Jim yeah, is Jim. the Paul Rudd mm-hmm. lookalike. So he is Maureen's, uh, he, he becomes her boyfriend in the movie. And he's very cute and very handsome and uh, actually is a pretty okay actor compared to the pile of shit he was around. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has to be in a scene with Maureen. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
I said to you when the scene was coming up, I I kind of like sat up on the couch a little bit and was like, I'm going to laugh at this scene, but just ignore the subject matter because it's a very serious subject. The way she's talking about cause she, in the movie, she's dealing with bulimia. Um, they hint at it through the movie and, you know, it, that's, I'm not laughing at that, of course, but <laughs> it's this very intense scene and let's roll it. Yeah. So as you heard in the drop, she's already been revealed to be the biggest bitch. Uh, here's why. I know that no goal is worth making yourself sick. Yeah, maybe my goal is a little more demanding than yours. <laughs> Medicine is plenty demanding, thank you. But I am not about to start hurting myself I'm for not it. Hurting? I'm making decisions, sacrifices for what I want. Oh, for what I want. Know what you want. Got that? What's that supposed to mean? You know what? Call me crazy, She's but I find it hard to believe that a girl who is who is who is throwing up. Everything she eats is all that in, in tune with her wants and needs. You know what? I don't need this. Not from you. God. I'm, I'm sorry. Please don't go running out of here in the middle of the night. I see. Just back off. Marie, listen to me. I wish she really hard. Look, I don't want to. I'm to save the scene. I don't want to drive you away. I just want to help you. I don't need any help. I'm fine. <laughs> I. And the best goddamn dancer in the American Ballet Academy. Who the hell are you? Nobody. <laughs> that's uh, that's what we call uh, the Price is Right Horns uh, acting prize. Yeah. So that was one of the things I didn't want to reveal before we watched the movie. But one of my very favorite things about this movie is I noticed right away that really bad acting is really funny and enjoyable. And there are multiple scenes and lines that my friends and I to this day will say to each other out of nowhere because it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And I did enjoy (laughs) that scene as someone raised on a steady diet of Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. That was a grade A performance. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of upsetting dancer feet throughout the film. Uh, that's, yeah. that's not fun to watch. Yeah. That's pretty gross. Pretty beat up. Yeah. Uh, so Quentin Tarantino won't be uh, checking this one out for blockbuster anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, the Peter Gallagher speech uh, with Jody. Peter Gallagher is like the biggest star in this movie, right? Yes. What you say? I would say so. Yes. Everyone else is pretty unknown. Yep. Um, he plays the owner of the American ballet company that everyone's trying to impress his, his talk with Jody about being the best and how she'll never make it really hit me hard. Cause I, I studied jazz in college and I didn't practice my scat syllables as hard as I did. And it reminded me of Jody. <laughs> um, so it really hit me hard and it triggered me. Oh, Jody, Jody looks like the cover of, of most young adult novels that I've seen at the bookstore uh, walking yeah. by sort yeah. of a babysitter's club, sort of a vibe. Yeah. Yep. Babysitter. Yep. I agree. That's a good call. Do you know who played Jody? It's not important. Um, I wrote her name down. Amanda Schull. Amanda so Schull. I looked her up because I, I know I've seen her in something else, but I was like, Oh right. my gosh, that's the girl from center stage. But I looked up everything she was in and it's all a bunch of stuff I've never seen. Pretty little liars, suits, psych, the mentalist. I've never watched any of these, but I think she just shows up in, just random roles. Um, but I did, I didn't know this and, uh, until I d- 
did a little bit of research. Mm. Just a little bit. I got bored. There's two sequels to this movie. Two. Oh, shit. Two. Really? Uh, uh, the, the second one was actually TV movie, so we know how, you know, terrible that probably was. But Oof. I did not see either one of those, and I will not be watching them, but I thought that was interesting. And I see on your on your sheet there, much like big business, this is uh, comfortably in the 40s on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, big business was 42 as yeah, well. So, yeah. you know. That, that's what we're looking at. There's here. a trend of quality here. Um, one of my favorite scenes was the dance off between Cooper and Charlie. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of alpha dogging all over each other. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like Cooper's like a world class dancer and he keeps upping the ante. I feel like Charlie's moves are just like never up to his level. So it's like, I'm going to do this great thing. I'm just going to like kick my foot out to like try and beat you. <laughs> I'm going to spin around the air seven times and land on my head. Well, I'm going to kick my foot out again because, uh, you know, that's that's the way we do it. It was like Jimi Hendrix shredding a solo and then like your dad playing the opening to um, Johnny Be Good back and forth. Um, I, I'm impressed by dancers because I could never remember. I could never remember the sequence of events that they have to remember. Like the five, six, seven, eight, plie, up and down and down and all the terminology that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd be lost after two moves. And I used to know most of them. I don't know. I don't remember any of it now, but they were speaking my language a little bit. You know, I, I got the gist and knew what most of that stuff was. If it's more than two but. moves, if it's more complicated than the Cupid Shuffle, <laughs> I'm out. Let's go back to the bad acting. Here's a chestnut. Hi, girls. Maureen, Anna. Acting. And you know how you have those lines that you hone in on and you just repeat over and over and they just make their, what is that called? A hook? Is that considered a hook? Is that a nickname? You could call that a hook. Yeah. But so we're going to say hi girls is a hook from my friends. We've exaggerated it so much that it sounds more normal in the movie now, but the way we always imitate it was, <laughs> hi, girls, Maureen, Anna. <laughs> and it's just not that at all. Let's line them up back to back. Hi, girls, girls, Maureen, it's close, Anna. <laughs> it's very stiff, very wooden. Why, why, why in God's name, why? Yeah, like that that's just, it, it's a constant. That's Maureen's mom, right? Yeah. Why, why, why in God's name, why? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's the best. I love it so much. It's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. It occurred to me near the end of the movie that the dancers, when they're all together, I don't know if anyone's going to get this, but they look like Power Rangers in street clothes, especially Charlie. He looks like the Red Ranger, just like going to math class. Here's something I'm interested in. The end of this film that came out in the year 2000, it ends on uh, uh, Canned Heat, right? Mm -hmm. Canned Heat. Yes. And- where do we all know Canned Heat from? The ending of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> and in all my research, I did extensive research for this episode. I could not find any threads connecting the two. Yeah. Oh, so, really? So I'm wondering if <laughs> uh, the director of Napoleon Dynamite just, or maybe um, maybe the actor who plays Napoleon Dynamite, that was just in their heads, uh, like, a, like in the pop culture lexicon, and they just pulled that out of the ether and put that in the movie. But... Thought there might be a connection. Didn't find it. You guys are retarded. Yeah, let's talk about the end. 
I have some thoughts. Yeah. Right. So the whole movie leads up to these final dance performances. Yes. And it just, you know, um, decides the fate of where all these characters are going to end up, you know, what the next step is for them. And hopefully everyone wants to become a professional dancer, of course. But one of my favorite moments in the movie is, I'm calling it the shut it down moment. When it's revealed that Eva replaces Maureen in the Swan Lake dance. Oh my God. Um, it just, it's always like a big, like, <gasps> oh my God. Eva played by Zoe Saldana, yes. the, the street tough with a heart of gold. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. she struggles throughout the whole movie. She's got a bad attitude and I, she's just trying to find her place in this world. She can't and, be on time either. She's yeah. never on time. And Maureen is just like, I hate dancing. I don't want to do this anymore. So they swap and Eva kills it and does a great job. And it's great. This dance seems to break the laws of space and time. <laughs> yes, uh, because there is a instant set and costume change at one point. And, and this isn't a musical. This is set in reality. But... Jody's clothes just change during one of the. She changes dances. her point shoes, yeah. her outfit, mm-hmm. and she has like all these fancy braids in her hair as opposed to it just being down. You made a comment about it instantly, and I said, I've made my peace that this doesn't make sense, but this dance that she does is awesome and it makes up for. For breaking the laws of yes. physics and space time <laughs> yes, and, and, and conjuring. Costumes from the astral plane. No, I get it. It's going to take me some time to 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 yeah. get over it and and come to terms with what I just saw. Yeah, but I got over it real fast. Okay, but I just don't. You just can't break the laws of reality. Like, what does she have? The Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet. <laughs> uh, I made a note. I knew Jeff would have a problem with the very last dance. <laughs> correct. I was correct. Jeff, is it time? It's time. To ask the question that our loyal listeners have been waiting for. I know everyone is sitting with bated breath, waiting to see what you're going to ask. Go ahead. Jeff. Yes. Would it be cruel to rewind center stage? This is going to surprise you. It may shock you to your core, and I may have shown my hand already, but I'm going to deem this movie cool to rewind. I'm so happy. Yes. Yes. Joyful sounds of acceptance. I'm so excited. I would watch this movie again. Here's why. Tell me. A, I know how important it is slash was to you. (laughs) That makes it fun. I can, I can put myself in that headspace of Angie as a young person watching this and, and looking forward to a future full of dance and excitement. I think I quit dancing like the next year. Shit. (laughs) Strike it from the record. But I love it. I love it. Damn it. Um, but also side note, I actually quit drinking for the quarantine. It's actually very hard and not fun, but I did. I'm holding off from drinking for the quarantine, but 
if I started drinking again, this would make a fun <laughs> beer in a shot movie. Like I just, I could see myself laughing at all the parts we just talked about. <laughs> That's why I would watch this movie again. Whatever you feel, just dance it. Thanks, Charlie. I don't give a shit what you want. You're a dancer, period. Do what I want. If you're not going to do that, what the hell are you doing here? Man, he's so mean and not hunky. And then she comes out after that scene and just like kills her little, her little minute of dancing. Like, Mm -hmm. screw you, Cooper. Yep. She's got moves for days, you know? Oh, that is so exciting. That was really fun. Um, you would watch this again. So maybe, let's just go watch it again right now. Okay, cool. That was our expert analysis of Center Stage. Jeff. Yes. We got our first email. Yes. Fan email. Score. Uh, I won't reveal the name because I did not do my due diligence and ask if we could read this email okay. on the air. But okay. Um, okay. it's referring to Big Business, the okay. episode one. Loved the podcast, guys. Laughed out loud several times. Oh, shucks. This movie came out at a time that Lily Tomlin had already done 9 to 5 and Bette Midler had done Ruthless People. Mm -hmm. Both great in my memory. Hope you review those someday. And in fact, 9 to 5 is on my longer list, so that might show up on the podcast. This listener also notes, I do remember your grandma... Your grandma? How does she know your grandma? I don't know. Liking this movie, so we may have taken it over to her house so many times just for that reason, which makes us really awesome daughter and granddaughter. Love you, mom. Whoops, Uh, it was for my mom. This is incredible. (laughs) This, jeez. It's it's one of our moms. Thanks, Bob. Yes, thank you. We, We appreciate it. It's a very nice email. We accept fan mail from any and all of our fans, even those that birthed us we appreciate you thank you for listening i also want to take this time just to plug cool stuff by people we know um i don't know if you may have noticed in episode two braveheart uh some kind of cool calm relaxing outro music that was composed by a friend of mine named peter maury he's a great uh guitarist great composer (laughs) all right peter all right peter a wonderful musician and friend all right peter he uh, is carving out a niche for himself as a uh, a pianist, and he just released a great instrumental album called Portal, and you can find that on Spotify, where you can also find this fine program. So check it out if you like. If you're studying or if you you're stressed out at work, I guarantee if you oh, tap, I need to listen to that. Yeah, you should. If you tap into this album, it won't only it won't just calm you. It will you'll be able to tap into sort of a relaxed state of focus, I think. Um, and just musically, it has merit and value, and you should listen to it and support independent creators like ourselves. Uh, that's about all the time we have, I think. I think it is. What movie are we doing next, Jefferson? Oh, boy, it's my turn again. Uh, The Clint Eastwood film Unforgiven from 1992, directed by and starring. Oh, another directed by and starring deal, like Braveheart. Mm. The the anti-violence Western masterpiece Unforgiven. Does he have more than one facial expression? No. Good. Just the one. (laughs) 
Did I fire six shots or half a dozen shots? Thank you all for listening. We love you. We love you. I love you. Let's play us out to the very end of center stage. All right. When just everything works out and everyone gets what they were hoping for. Everybody gets what they want. Bye, guys. You know what? I don't need this. Not from you. God.